Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. Is there a day that Muslims should regard as holy? It seems to many, and it's true, that the adherents of Islam do not have a specific day of worship as such. They don't have a holy day, a 24-hour block of time set aside for the purpose of spiritual devotions and the contemplation of Allah. They don't have a rest day like the Shabbat of the Jews. Oh yes, they pray five times a day each of the six days of the week, and in many parts of the world there is no imperative to go to the mosque to pray. But on Friday, both men and women are to go to the mosque and the midday prayer is replaced by a sermonette delivered by the imam and the Friday attendance is authorized in the hadith which reads on every Friday the angels take their stand at every gate of the mosque to write the names of the people chronologically that is according to the time of their arrival for the Friday prayer and when the imam sits on the pulpit they fold up their scrolls and get ready to listen to the sermon but you know even on Friday in between prayers and the midday sermon it's back to business as usual thoughts go back to the secular life returns to the daily round of work domestic duties and other social activities as well and it is because Muslims are monotheistic that is they worship the one supreme creator God it's very curious to me that they don't reserve a day dedicated to Allah a day which is to be kept holy and in fact as the monotheistic religion this is unique to Islam because Islam makes some very bold and binding claims upon itself regarding its source of authority, one of which is the Old Testament. You see, within the Muslim world, the Old Testament is held to be God's inspired world, uh, word, and it is as relevant to their daily life as is the Quran and Hadith. Muslims hold to the Bible truth that God created the world in the beginning. They speak fondly of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob and of Daniel and of Isaiah and Moses, of course. And Muslims also believe that the Ten Commandments are still binding today, as do most fair-minded and reasonable Christians. Therefore, two legitimate questions can be directed to the followers of Muhammad. One, why don't you have a day dedicated to the worship of Allah? And two, what is the origin of Friday significance? All right, let's begin in reverse order. What is the order of Friday or what is the origin of Friday significance? Some Muslims say that Friday was identified and is significant because Adam was created on day six, the day we call Friday. Now, as we study the life of Muhammad and the origins of Islam, we discover there was no Friday service in Mecca in which Muhammad begun his prophetic career. This is according to the annals of Al-Tabari, who lived in the 9th century and the 10th century. Al-Tabari was a prominent and influential Persian scholar, historian, and exegete of the Quran. Secondly, 
public worship was held by Muslims at their own initiative. And it wasn't until after 622 AD when Muhammad made Medina his permanent domicile that he ordered public worship to be held regularly on Fridays. Many historians verify this, but one source, a very well-known book among Muslims, which supports the above chronology is Muhammad, the Seal of the Prophets by Sayyid al-Ashan. Now, other prominent experts in this field are C.H. Becker, A.G. Wazinski and W. Montgomery White. And in their separate research on the life of Muhammad, they found that the Friday worship ritual came about first in Medina when the Jews flooded the marketplaces of the city and bought their provisions for the Saturday Sabbath. Furthermore, historians of Islam see Muhammad following the example of the Jews in recognizing the necessity of having a day unique to Islam, yet unwilling to follow the scriptural truth of the Jewish scriptures uh, in, in worshipping on the Sabbath day. Now, these are just the simple facts of history. However, the Quran has an imperative for Friday worship, and it's only found, interestingly, in one place. And this is in Surah chapter 62, verses 9 and 10, which says, O you who believe, when call is made to come on Friday, the day of assembly, hasten earnestly to the remembrance of Allah and leave off business and traffic. That is best for you if you but knew. And when the prayer is finished, then you may disperse through the land and seek the bounty of Allah and celebrate the praises of Allah often and without stint that you may prosper. In fact, as I said earlier, this is the only reference to Friday in the entire Quran. It is almost a vague, obscure reference, and it's incidental to the context in which it is found. But remember this, Friday for Muslims is not a sacred day. It is not a 24-hour block of time sanctified by God, reserved for God as the Sabbath is in the Bible. However, even more strangely, there are many references in the Quran underscoring the importance of the biblical Sabbath, the day that we call Saturday today. For example, in Surah chapter 2, verse 65, it says, And well ye knew that those amongst you who transgressed in the matter of the Sabbath, we said to them, Be ye apes despised and rejected. Now, according to the above-mentioned surah, whoever transgressed in the matter of the Sabbath is qualified to be rejected and despised. But this is in the Quran. Interesting, isn't it? In fact, there are many references in Islam's holy book that refer to the importance of the seventh day Sabbath, the day of the seventh day of the week, the day we call Saturday, the Sabbath, uh, today. For example, in Surah chapter 4, verse 47, in Surah chapter 4, verse 154, in Surah chapter 7, verse 162, uh, 63, rather, just to name a few. Again, from the Quran, this, this is from Surah chapter 16, verses 124. It says, the Sabbath was only made strict to those who disagreed as to its observant, but Allah will judge between them on the day of judgment as to their differences. 
This seems to be a command for Muslims to keep the Sabbath. They hold that the Old Testament is God's divine word. The corollary, therefore, being the Sabbath is a day that Muslims should worship on. It's the day that Muslims should observe if they truly want to be faithful to Allah. But God's command regarding the Sabbath, and this should be noted and underlined, the fourth of the tenth commandment not only includes Muslims, but every Christian as well. Therefore, it is very important that each one of us understands what the Bible says. And to that end, I want to give you a free 25-part series of Bible reading guides called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Study Guides. And these will fast-track your understanding of the Bible. They are easy and they are free. And all you have to do to have them or receive them, is uh, these Bible guides, is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number to info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au that is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au or go to our website theorchardmelbourne.org.au and go to the tab mark contact us and follow the prompts and you will have them in no time at all. Well, our time has again escaped us. Uh, I'm sorry for that, but I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. Coming up next, we have a beautiful song from 3ABN Music from the album Pillars of Our Faith, Volume 1, Remember the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy.
change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. My heart sits. Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy o'er my soul, like the sea billows roll, billows roll, since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus, since Jesus, since Jesus, since Jesus came into my heart, I shall go there to dwell in that city I know since Jesus came into my heart. And I'm happy, so happy as onward I go since Jesus came into my heart. My heart since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Floods of joy o'er my soul, like the sea billows roll, since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart. Floods of joy o'er my soul, like the sea billows roll, billows roll, since came into my heart floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll billows roll since Jesus came into my heart well that rousing song came from the cathedrals and the song is called since Jesus came into my heart <laughs> 